0: What's up, y'all? It's Kavya, and welcome back to the 40th episode of Women on the Mic. I'm so stoked to talk with Sam Thomas, who just finished her fifth year playing basketball at University of Arizona. Thank you so much, Sam, for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. First, I just want to congratulate you on just such an amazing career at Arizona. It's been so much fun to watch you put on that Wildcat jersey, um, and so much fun to watch you compete. Thank you. It's been the best five years of my life by far. (laughs) Um, Before I dive into uh, your current, you know, all of the tournament and all that stuff, I just want to start off with how you got started with basketball and sport in general.
1: Yeah. So my dad's actually a basketball coach. Um, He coached men. So he did NBA. He was a scout and then he went to college. So kind of grew up around basketball. And then I have three other siblings, an older sister and then a younger sister and brother. So we just grew up in the gym like basketball we played a bunch of different sports but basketball was obviously the main thing because my dad so he was always our coach always just putting us in the gym so that's kind of how I got started and continued to play basketball
0: yeah and I know you played against your sister uh the first shot in the tournament and I saw your whole family wearing the like little half shirt that was, that was so awesome um what, what did you get those shirts for them or did they make those
1: Well, it's funny because my older sister, she played at UNLV too, and she was number 14. So we got the shirts when she was still playing and my younger sister wasn't there yet Mm -hmm. because we were hoping that we would kind of schedule a game against UNLV, but it ended up never happening. And so now, of course, what are the odds? We play UNLV the first round, but my younger sister's number five. So they ordered like separate little patches to like put her number five on. So it just worked
0: out perfectly. (laughs) I love that. um, I'm sure you and your siblings played a lot growing up together. Uh, what was your relationship with your siblings, both your older sister and your younger siblings, on and off the basketball court?
1: Yeah, we're all super close. Um, I got lucky being the middle child because I always played with one of my sisters. Whether I got in the high school and it was my older sister, or I was the senior in high school and then I got to play with my younger sister. So mm-hmm. I've always played with them. So coming to Arizona I was like the first time by myself. But we're all just, we're competitive, but we're all kind of like, we keep it cool and we're not too like crazy trash talking or anything. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's pretty nice. And then off the court, we're all really close. Um, it's kind of like me and my uh, younger sister and then my older sister and my brother are kind of like the pairings of best friends. And then I always shared a room with Jade, my younger sister. So we kind of just know each other. We She calls me all the time, not mostly to see my dog, but she calls me basically every day to check in. So it's,
0: we have a good relationship. Love that. Um, obviously playing at Arizona is like one of the most like pivotal parts of your journey both Mm -hmm. academically socially and athletically Um, what went into that this decision to play for coach Barnes and attend Arizona
1: yeah it's crazy because I used to live in like the Midwest so you know I wasn't necessarily familiar with Arizona so I moved to Las Vegas my junior year and my AAU coach was like you have to look at Arizona, Adia Barnes, like she's my friend, like just go take a visit. You'll love her. So I called her. I had one phone call with her and then I was like, okay, I'll take one of my official visits there. It was super crazy and last minute. So I actually had like four visits scheduled and I took one of them and then I went to Arizona and after Arizona, I was like, okay, like this is the place I want to be at. So I canceled the rest of my visits and I was like, I just fell in love with the campus. And then Adia was just super honest with me I could tell that she wasn't just telling me, Oh, you're the greatest player. Like you're going to come here and start and win a bunch of games. Like she yeah. was honest with me and said, you're going to come here and do great things because we're not very good yet. So um, I knew it was coming in when I got into it. And then I've never been necessarily away from my family. Cause I've moved like eight different times in my life. So my family's always been like with me. So I don't really like rely on friends like that. So it was the first time I was gonna be like away from my family. So I wanted to feel comfortable and I just felt really comfortable
0: with Adia and the staff that was there at the time. Yeah, Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons like Arizona as a program gets so much love is because of coach Adia Barnes. Cause she's mm-hmm. just so amazing, especially um, last season when you guys had that amazing run it was just so cool to hear her story and just how much of an impact she's had on all of you guys as players and people. What do you think like makes her so special as, as just a coach and a person?
1: Yeah, I think she just does it all. I think obviously she's a great coach. We see that she turned a program around in five years and she's a mom. Yeah. So good. She's a mom. She just newly had a newborn during COVID and just had to manage all that. She took like maybe three weeks off when she had her baby. And then she was back in the gym. She had her baby around. She had Mateo around um, just everything. And obviously she's an advocate for women, black women, especially so she just does it on. I feel, I feel like she's very like open. You see all her Twitter accounts and everything. Yeah. She's tweeting, whatever she feels. Yeah. So she's very relatable and makes herself seem like a regular person, even though she's really like this superstar to everybody else.
0: Yeah. Like you already know, I follow Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> everything. I love her like TikToks and her dance. Yeah. It's just, it's just, how can you not love her? You know? <laughs> exactly. Especially with the TikToks. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to ask like, are there any like fun facts or little memories or stories that of coach Adia and the team that people might not have heard of um I mean she's just really she really got on to TikTok this year um yeah. a lot of the
1: girls on the team started getting into TikTok and like filming TikToks during not during practice but like before and after practice and so one time we were just doing a TikTok um it was the one where like you it's like delayed so you move your phone this way and then you like look and it's just like and she was watching it she's like I want to try that and so like she was just trying all of our TikTok trends some of them she's good but some of them were like okay coach you gotta relax on that one that.
0: I remember I don't know whose TikTok it was but I saw it and it was like rating everyone's dance moves and then she like rated coach Barnes like 1,000 out of 10 which yeah. I don't remember which one it was, but I I remember that it was just that was so funny. I love that. Yes, yeah, I, I remember that. That was mine,
1: and we were uh, doing, oh, that was
0: yours. No yeah, way. we were doing like the cheese dance or whatever. And oh
1: was,
0: yeah, oh, yes. Oh my god, wait, that that's was a so fun great. one to make. I love that. That ought to be my favorite Arizona TikTok. <laughs>
1: I'm glad that was, uh, took a lot of time to get everybody
0: together. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your amazing postseason run uh, last year. Uh, so tell me a little bit about, like, the mindset your team had going into the tournament and just, like, how it felt to bring Arizona to the Final Four and the national championship.
1: Yeah, it was the most insane feeling. Like, I wish I could, like, take my feelings in a bottle and just give it to someone and be like, this is how it felt because it was incredible. Like, we went to the Pac-12 tournament. We were on, honestly, like, a downslope in our season last year. Like, we lost, I think we lost against ASU right before it was a bad loss. We were supposed to beat them then we went into the Pac-12 tournament, we won the games we were supposed to win, but then we played UCLA, we could have beat, and we just played awful, Mm -hmm. so we had like that two weeks before the tournament, and we were all just down, we were just not happy, it was a rough season, and so we just like came together, we talked out everything, we were like, okay, like what's going on, and we realized like only like two of us have been to like the um, NCAA tournament, like this is a wonderful experience for us, it kind of feels like it's a new season, like you are starting from scratch, and so we went in there, obviously we were in the bubble. So we, it was kind of different, but I mean, we had our own rooms. It was just a weird experience, but I think because we were in a bubble, it made us rely on each other more. So that kind of like what helped us lead through the tournament is just like you we were all like leaning on each other. Like, I think that was some really great team bonding for us. And just like we flipped a switch and everyone was playing at their best level. I think that's when Ari really just came alive and the whole world, kind of knew who she was now. So I mean, it was just incredible. And having Tucson behind us, like people were sending us, um, videos of like them at the bars watching our game. And when we would win, everyone in the bar would go crazy. Like, it was just so nice to see that Tucson was supporting us through our run. Yeah.
0: And I'm not even gonna lie. I'm kind of gonna expose myself here, but like, I live (laughs) like 15 minutes away from Stanford and like, you know, grown up from with like, (laughs) just being a Stanford fan, but I was rooting for you guys in the finals. (laughs) Your team just like I just how could you not you know <laughs> so they, I, yeah I think a lot of people
1: like like us because we were like the underdogs they left yeah, the absolutely. final four video Stanford yeah. already won before we were like a three seed I think no three seed has ever like won the championship before so like I think everyone was just like rooting for us so I wish we could have won but
0: I mean I think we put on a pretty good show <laughs> absolutely absolutely it was just it was so much fun to watch and I'm sure my Bay Area friends were not very happy, but you know I don't care. I'll really? on the dogs. <laughs> um, okay, so take me, like, behind the scenes. After you beat UConn, you're heading to the Natty. Like, what is the locker room like? It was, it was so funny because after every single
1: game, except for our first round in that tournament, we sprayed water on every like we were dumping (laughs) water drenching everybody yeah and so obviously it's the final four like it's kind of like the new level like you get all this gear gifts and like new stage platform and so like all of our coaches had their hair done everyone like straightened their hair like put a little makeup on and so we all said before the game we were like if we win this game we're not spraying water because you know they want their hair ready for the next game that we have the other day and so we won and no one sprayed water it was so funny because I feel like that was like the biggest moment in the tournament to beat UConn and beat them like how we did and like no one was spraying water but we were all just like I think we were sitting there for a second just had a moment of like we really just beat UConn like yeah I mean obviously you go into a game like game plan expecting your best but I mean it's UConn they were so good that year like they were everyone was expecting them to win and then we just go in there and beat them and how we beat them, like never was not leading in that game. Like it was just insane. And I think we were all just like looking at that. I think that was the first game where our families could really like be there and be seen. So like we were all like going to like the wall, kind of trying to see our families and just like being like, Oh my gosh, we just beat Yukon. Like it was so
0: crazy. And then we realized, okay, now we gotta get Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think like no matter what, even though UConn was like the number two seed this season, like Mm -hmm. there's still such a powerhouse of a program that it's like if you be UConn it's like dang you know exactly (laughs) but that's so funny um I know like throughout your career at Arizona you've picked up a lot of awards for your academics as well Mm -hmm. um and I just want to know like how have you learned to balance both you know being such a stellar student on the in the classroom and on the court like where did that come from and how do you do it (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. Cause in high school, I like, I was a good student. I had like a 3.5 or
1: something like that, but I like, that's it. I had a 3.5 and never had like straight A's and stuff like that. So I came to college and I think I was so scared like to fail that I was just on top of everything. And I think that carried out through the rest of my career, just being on before road trips. I knew, I kind of knew like on weekends and days that I have games, I know I'm not going to be wanting to do homework. So I kind of like, loaded up all my homework the beginning of the week when we I had more time it was just practices and then I would have like the rest of the day to so relax because I know myself and I know when I'm going to do my homework and when I'm not so just trying to do that and then planning everything out in my planner what days I'm going to do stuff I think that's just what helped me and like I feel like honestly college is only as hard as you make it on yourself like it's a lot of self-paced classes so I just tried to stay on top of everything communicate with my teachers
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um this season was your fifth season playing and you've stepped into a leadership role and I was just wondering kind of like in how do you like to lead your team and how did you kind of learn from the upperclassmen who were your captains and your leaders to kind of um, motivate and be a good leader for uh, your team
1: yeah I think the hardest thing for me is confrontation and learning how to say no that was the hardest thing for me so I think over the years I just tried to have a little bit more of a voice. And a lot of my teammates said to me, like, Sam, like, we respect you. We respect your opinion. So if you cuss us out or if you say, like, no, you, like, you can't do this, like, we won't understand. We won't take it personally. And I think it took until, like, my senior year and then my super senior year to, like, really realize that. And, like, I was comfortable there being a senior. I know the system, like, the back of my hand. So I was more comfortable to, like, lead others and, like, show them the ropes just because I knew everything. So I think that's what really helped. And then just knowing the girls and getting a relationship with them off the court. So if I'm like being positive off the court, then if I'm on the court and kind of like a brat or like yelling at them, then it's like easier because they're like, oh, she's just doing this because it's yeah. basketball. She wants to win."
0: <laughs> exactly. You need that equal balance. And that's yeah. one thing that de stress. So I tried to follow that. I love that. And I'm sure you were a great role model for your underclassmen as well as like so many other people. Um, And I was wondering like, who are some of the role models you looked up to like on and off the basketball court?
1: Yeah. So I think um, Kelsey plum is one of the big ones because obviously um, Ari played with her and Adia coached her. So we kind of had a relationship with her. She came to some of our practices one year and then whenever we were in Washington, we got to meet with her. And I just really like how she carries herself um, on and off the court. I think she's a hard worker Um, I look at all the brand deals that she does. And it's like stuff that she really cares about. It's not just like whoever's paying the most money or anything like that. So she's definitely one of the biggest people that I look up to. And then obviously my mom uh, raising all of us four kids, I feel like we're pretty well raised. You know, we treat people with respect. We all have good grades. We all are hopefully waiting on my brother
0: playing college basketball. So I just really respect my mom and how she raised us. I love that. Um, you talked about like NIL, like you referenced kind of deals and stuff like that. What goes into your head when you're trying to like make these deals and talk to companies and brands and, um, do all that stuff.
1: Yeah. I definitely just want to remain like true to myself and I don't want to be that one athlete that's like taking every deal that comes to them. So it's like, oh, use my promo code for this and this and this and this, (laughs) like, I want to really like focus on the brands that like I like, or like, I think that's a good idea. Um, I'm doing with one company, Scrooge, we're doing a camp, but it's also they're raising money for college. So, um, I think if you would sign up for the camp, like you get a $125, um, gift card for like college funds. And so one station is like offense for basketball, one station's defense. But then another one is like, Oh, here's how to organize stuff or here's how to like start a business. And it's like by building beads, you learn how to do that stuff really for like little kids. So I think just stuff
0: that has a good purpose
1: behind it, a good mission statement. That's kind of what I really look for
0: and obviously, like, the NIL is, like, one of the huge changes in um, college sports over the mm-hmm. last few years, Um, and speaking of kind of changes, Coach Barnes has mentioned, like, you've changed a lot since your freshman year to now. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, how would you describe yourself as a freshman coming into Arizona, and then how do you describe yourself now, both as a player and a and just a person?
1: Yeah, I think my freshman year, I mean, you can just see from pictures of me, I was just, like, this little girl, like, I feel like my freshman year, I had no goals or like desires. I was just there to kind of like get by, do the best that I could in that moment and just kind of like survive through. Yeah. Um, whereas now I feel like I'm kind of like, I have goals. I want to like do as much this year. I really took into consideration of saying yes to everything in the sense of like opportunities where if someone's like, can you speak at this event? I'll say yes. So like an internship. So I think that's one of the things like now I have more goals I'm more driven I'm doing it because I want to get better and I want to make those connections I'm not just like getting by where I say I was my freshman year
0: yeah absolutely um and one of the things I like to talk about when I talk to these amazing women is kind of times where they felt at a low whether that be in a confidence level like on the court off the court just because I feel like we talk about our dubs so much we don't yes we take a lot of L's in life you know (laughs) yeah we do so is there a time um in your basketball career or just life, where you kind of felt it alone, how did you kind of um, overcome that?
1: Yeah, I would say after my freshman year, um, we only won like six games. It was pretty tough. Yeah. And then everyone from back home was kind of like looking at me like, oh, why'd you go to Arizona? Like, you're this great player, and now you're going to like a bad school, like transfer and come to this great school where we can like do better things for you. And I think at that time, I was kind of really questioning myself because. I've only come from kind of like winning programs and so it was kind of like a little culture shock for me to be um, be there my freshman year and we kind of had a bunch of different girls that we all didn't see eye to eye so it was really hard for me to be like should I stay here should I transfer and it was all just really crazy and so I think I talked to my parents and I was like I came to Arizona for a reason like I'm not going to quit on Arizona um, I loved, like my life is amazing here. Like I love my life. It's just like the basketball is a little iffy. And then I was too much listening to like the background noise. So I think after just looking at, like, I committed here, like, this is my commitment. And back then the transfer portal wasn't as like popular
0: as it is now. Yeah. I'm like, I Oh was, my God. I was like, I was looking on Twitter and I was like, 1,084. Like, oh my God. Every time I scroll, it's like transfer
1: portal, transfer portal. Like, oh my gosh. Actually. But <laughs> I'm done, but <laughs> yeah so I think I just kind of like realized like you made that commitment to this school good and bad kind of like a marriage like you have to stick with it and stay through it so I kind of just focused on that
0: no yeah that commitment is so admirable just especially given the amount of people in the transfer portal right now it's kind of mind-blowing <laughs> no <laughs> you mentioned you know you have goals you're driven kind of that's one thing you've changed as you've grown through Arizona and I was just wondering like what's next for Sam Thomas like what's what's going on? <laughs> I know. So the draft is actually on Monday. It's crazy. So um
1: seeing what happens there, um uh, definitely want to go to some training camps if I'm um blessed enough to do that. Um want to continue my basketball career um overseas as well. So figuring that part of life out right now, but also just I'm kind of figuring out what I want to do in the summers cuz overseas season is different. So definitely want to come back to the school and either not coach, but kind of work within athletics, just yeah. kind of Keep relevant within the sports and just stay true to the love that I have with basketball. So we'll
0: see. Yeah, no, it would be awesome to see you in some training camps just bumping <laughs> out. Um, <Yeah. laughs> I know the UConn South Carolina game this season, it was the most watched game since 2004. And I was just wondering, with all of the growth that we've seen with women's sports, what do you hope to see next?
1: yeah i just hope to see the next year has more views than that game i mean (laughs) i just see it grow i hope that i mean i was just thinking about this when i was watching the men's game Mm -hmm. Um, you know we just changed the name from women's basketball to march madness so that's nice next step i think would be having a women's one shining moment i think that would be pretty cool um i noticed the men have that everyone loves that so i think having one for the women's
0: side would be awesome as well absolutely and i have a few fun questions before i end Mm -hmm. um First one, favorite TV show, like either right oh. now or just like of all time. Um, I would have to say Vampire Diaries. Okay. <laughs> and then, what about your dream concert? Um, Jonas Brothers. I'm going to see them. In June. No way. <laughs> my favorite. Um, I really like Nick. Correct choice. I was nice <laughs> with his um last year was Complicated album. You know that one? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. So good. Um. <laughs> And then what about your go-to dance move? Is it the sneeze?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that. I'm literally the worst dancer ever.
0: Um, i will probably just have to say like the arm wave thing or whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, Coach, I feel like Coach Barnes is the best dancer of the team, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, firstly, before I finish, I just want to thank you. This was so much fun and I enjoyed getting yeah. to talk with you. Um, my last question I ask everyone I Um, interview this is what do you think is the most important thing that we teach young women today oh it's a biggie (laughs) that's a good one um I would probably say have no limit on your dreams
1: um just for the young girls I think we're doing a great job in society now of like showing women leading and running their own businesses different colored women different ages Mm -hmm. I think that's one of we're doing a great job of that on like social media tv shows so I'll just say, keep encouraging young women. Like you can literally do whatever you want. There's no one stopping you.
0: So just go out and pursue your dreams. Amazing. Um, well, thank you so much again. Hopefully I can watch you play sometime in person. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you again and good luck with, with everything.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.